Okay, so today I'm just going to read a letter that I wrote to you all. Not too long ago, um, we had a meeting in Kentucky about the large animal shortage. Uh, Commissioner Quarles of the Kentucky Agricultural Department was there, and I, I made sure to get him this letter, um, kind of explaining my views and what I thought were some of the concerns. So I just wanted to put this out there so that you know that veterinarians are trying to deal with the uh, shortage and there are discussions in the government. Um, I was happy that the commissioner came and listened to us and am hoping that some good responses come from the meeting. And I hope this letter uh, got uh, to him as well and that it was helpful. But I think it's helpful for you all to hear what veterinarians are trying to do to fix this. Um, so here we go. I'm a mixed animal veterinarian who learned in January about your meeting at the 2023 Winter Food Animal Veterinary Conference. I apologize but am unable to attend because I already had small animal surgeries booked into February. The large animal veterinarian shortage stems from multiple issues. The most pertinent one that you can help address is the fact that there is a broken social contract between the government and veterinarians. We cannot function effectively when the system we are supposed to be working within is broken. Upon graduation, veterinarians expect the government to guarantee certain work be exclusively completed under the purview of licensed professionals. In return, we complete regulatory work, pay state license fees, and complete continuing education accordingly. Recently, we get nothing but lip service in return. How do veterinarians survive when the government, meant to enforce the laws created to protect the veterinarians and public health, ignores its duties? Veterinarians enter the workforce knowing that a negative EIA, or Coggins test, is required to move or sell an equine. Yet, in this crucial industry for our state of Kentucky, testing is shrinking. Among my own clients, I commonly hear, I'll pass, they never check when we offer these tests. If a law is never enforced, why would they bother to get the test? Without enforcement from the state, what should be guaranteed income for veterinarians does not materialize, and there is a lapse in protection of the health of the equine industry. Veterinarians also face intense pressure to ignore state laws. Many veterinarians act as glorified feed stores prescribing drugs to anyone and everyone regardless of the VCPR status, as defined by our government in KRS 321, which is the Practice Act. As troubling as this is for medical standards, it puts veterinarians that abide by the law at a severe competitive disadvantage. Where is the government who has the enforcing power to stop this? Nowhere to be seen. So this practice continues. Through trial and error, clients have learned which vets require a VCPR and exam to dispense prescription medications and which do not. Who can blame the client for taking the obviously cheaper, if not medically sound, route? Veterinary experts preach to us that our services, exams and herd consultations, make our money. 
But if the state does not enforce VCPR requirements, how can a business that follows the Practice Act survive? Upon entering the Kentucky large animal workforce, veterinarians are told that surgical and dental procedures must be performed by a licensed veterinarian, KRS 321.181. But that is a lie. How many lay dentists operate in the state of Kentucky practicing medicine illegally? Vets spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in eight years of our lives to earn the right to practice medicine. Yet anyone who buys a $40 dental float can take that income from us. At a recent veterinary board meeting, it was stated by board members that this is an active problem, yet they had no plans of enforcement. The government wonders what it can do to encourage vets to come into large animal medicine. Consider enforcing its laws so every practicing veterinarian is forced to examine the animals to which they administer drugs. Enforce laws to keep lay people from practicing veterinary medicine and enforce regulatory testing. If this brings revenue back into the field, veterinarians might follow. At the very least, those of us still practicing on mixed animals won't have to fill our appointment books with dogs and cats in order to pay the bills and stay in business. So thanks for listening to this. I know it's not exactly animals and the medicine specifically involved to animals, but I think this stuff is important because this is how we continue to practice on animals and make sure we have veterinarians there when people need them. So thanks for listening and sticking with us because I know a lot of you really want the information on individual animals and how they relate to your animals. But I think this is very important. And I want you to know that there are discussions among vets to make sure we are there for our clients. And there is discussion at the government level as well. And I think it's important that we all work together. We talk a lot about the veterinary client-patient relationship, but it's not just veterinarians and it's not just clients there is a relationship between the veterinarian and clients and government as well and we have to have the entire system working because we work within the government a lot of our licensing power comes from the government and a lot of our um, uh, responsibilities uh, our government are related to what the government wants us to do to keep a healthy animal population So it's important that the government works with us and it's important that clients work with us. Um, And as vets, it's important that we inform the government of what we are thinking and how we need help to do the job that they want us to do and that our clients want us to do. Um, So I hope this information has been helpful. So reach out to senators and tell them, hey, listen to your vets. We're trying and we need help uh, so we can provide the care that you need. Um, so, But anyway, hopefully this will help everyone understand that it's a relationship between all of us that helps us get the job done, take care of your animals, and take care of the nation's animals, and make sure the food supply is safe um, and that we can do our job as veterinarians. So thanks for listening, and check out the Patreon Vet Talk, the veterinary podcast, which will have the actual script with some of the statistics that I used to compose my letter. Um, And thank you.
Thank you.